Hi everyone, welcome to Conservative Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah B, and this is the podcast that's fighting back against liberal lunacy, the lies of feminism, and of course the destruction of the progressive left by refocusing us on those F-bombs that truly matter, faith, family, friendship, and now more than ever, freedom. As always, you can catch me over on Instagram at LadyDevilDogUSMC, as well as my backup account, Conservative Mama Podcast. And you may always feel free to reach out and shoot me an email at conservativemamapodcast at gmail.com. I thank you guys so much for the DMs and for the emails and all of the outreach that I get. Thank you so much. It really helps me to you know, feel encouraged to keep going. I'm glad um, if I'm reaching one of you and it makes a difference, um, then that is all that matters to me. So thank you so much for that encouragement. I really, really, really appreciate it. All right, where are we today? Today is Wednesday the 26th. Yes, it is. Um, Isn't that crazy? I don't even know what day it is. Um, (laughs) we are moving right along towards Memorial Day weekend, and I am looking forward to a little time off from work, as maybe some of you are, hopefully. Um, for those of you that have to work through the weekend, I hope you guys are getting time and a half or something, um, for that, um, you know, whatever the case may be. But all in all, if you have a job in these really tough times, just remember, regardless, Um, We are blessed where others may not be, so always make sure to count your blessings, especially before you go to bed at night. It's really important that, uh, you know, we thank God for those blessings and that um, we keep our eyes focused upwards. That is where we want to go. That is where we have to aim. So, you know, let's just keep our eyes on the prize, which is hopefully turning us all into saints. Um you know, so where are we at today? Isn't it like there's always something new? There's always something new. I think um, there's just never a dull moment in (laughs) our world today. I don't know. It's crazy. So, um, you know, overheard here at my daughter's soccer practice was uh, a pair of gentlemen. They were talking about um, this issue that had happened sadly, in, I think it's San Jose, California, where eight people tragically lost their lives, um, the gunman included. Um, but it it appears that some lunatic decided he had a beef and brought his weapon to his place of business and decided to take out his frustrations on his co-workers. Um, I don't know what to say, except that my heart breaks for those families. Um, It's absolutely tragic, absolutely tragic. Um, But overhearing um, these two gentlemen, I was trying not to eavesdrop, but it's kind of a makeup practice, so it was just the three parents. So I had no one to talk to, and I couldn't help but overhear their foolishness. Um, They were loosely discussing what had happened at least they commiserated you know it is a tragic event anytime people lose their lives um, it's a tragic event absolutely bar none Um, but then one of the two decided to say that um, uh, you know I think 80% of his co-workers are uh, weapons owners 
while the other 20% are not. Um, it's interesting. I find that interesting that he, he knows that about his employees. I don't know where he works. I don't know anything about him, but I thought that was pretty interesting that he knew that. Um, for all I know, it's a generalization. And that wasn't the part that, that kind of got under my skin and almost caused me to throw flip-flop. It was the part where he said, you know, any one of those, I guess, 80%, could at any time show up at the workforce and commit the same atrocity. And I thought, you know, isn't that crazy that that is where your mind, these, that, isn't that crazy that that's where people's minds leap, right? You don't do this for anything else. Pardon me, my nose is very itchy. Um, you don't do this for anything else. For instance, if a drunk driver, God forbid, but if a drunk driver, um, you know, I don't know, runs his car down a sidewalk and, and harms a bunch of people, no one blames the auto industry or other drivers. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't even go so far as to blame other drunk drivers, never mind drivers who aren't drunk. But when it comes to guns, automatically there is this uh, veil of suspicion cast upon the rest of us. Like, oh my goodness, you guys are gun owners. You guys are the devil. You know what I'm saying? Um, Like somehow anybody who owns a firearm is just seconds away from losing their proverbial minds. And that's just not the case. That's just not the case. And it kind of got under my skin because, you know, here is this tragic event that has occurred. Um, the dust has barely even settled and already people are politicizing it. I can't even imagine. I haven't turned on the news tonight and I probably won't because I don't want to hear that. Um, but it's so ingrained now in our beta culture that that is where two grown men with children, uh, that is where the discussion immediately went. Oh, you know, we could lose, uh, or, you know, we've got 80% of the workforce that is a firearm owner and they could come in at any time. Maybe, I I mean, you know, statistically it's unlikely, but I I guess, you know. (laughs) Of course, the person who purchases a firearm on the street illegally and, um, you know, is suddenly now armed and could do the same thing, right? I mean, they've already purchased it illegally, so chances are they're not really big into following laws. I don't know what to tell these kinds of people. It just makes me mad that, you know, somebody tonight is um, having to make the worst, hardest decisions of their lives in the wake of a very difficult, you know, year and a half, practically, right? And now this. And so instead of giving them the space in mourning and sympathy that they deserve, immediately this is going to turn into the um, gun grab, especially coming from the Democrats, right? It just is sickening. It's sickening. Here are two grown men with children who you think would they would be, um, I don't know, maybe hardwired to protect at all costs that are standing here talking about, you know, I don't know about, I thought about owning a firearm. Yeah, maybe then you're just not the right type. 
maybe you should let your wife own a firearm because I guess you're not going to stand up for the family. I don't know. That's a generalization. But it just kind of got under my skin. And of course, we're going to hear it from, like I said, the Democrats. This is going to be never let a good crisis go to waste, right? So, you know, our press secretary, uh, Jen Circleback Saki, was questioned recently on the um, violence, especially over the weekend. Um, There's quite a bit of violence um, resulting in deaths uh, attributed to firearms in very blue anti-gun cities, such as Chicago. Um, And as a matter of fact, California itself is pretty anti-gun, isn't it? So how do these things even happen in these areas? All those gun laws, <laughs> how do they, how does this still keep happening? That's weird. That's like, that's like they don't follow the law. I don't know. So of course, Circleback Saki um, refuses to acknowledge what everybody knows with their brains and has seen with their eyeballs, which is <sighs> defunding police doesn't work. Gun laws don't work, and maybe releasing criminals out into the wild again was a terrible idea. But no, not not circle back Saki. Oh no, it's not a crime problem, it's a gun problem. Oh yeah, ladies and gentlemen, y'all heard that right. It's not a crime problem, it's a gun problem. If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. My weapons are incredibly lazy. They have never once, of their own accord, left my home and committed any sort of anything, whether it's go get the mail. So in act of kindness, they've never committed that. They have never gone out, thankfully, and harmed anyone. So, I mean, again, thank you for that. But they've never left this house of their own accord and done anything, nothing. They're useless, (laughs) so to speak. Right? Like they they have done my cats have done more than my weapons have. Literally practically useless, right? So how can it possibly be a gun problem? I mean, if you put a gun down anywhere, anywhere at all, loaded, unloaded, whatever, please don't put I have to say this, please do not put a loaded firearm anywhere where someone else could get a hold of it, especially children. Positive control of your weapons, ladies and gentlemen. Positive control of your weapons. That means you should have positive control of it. Should be on your person. (sighs) Not out of your sight. But just as a for instance, if you were to put your weapon down and walk away, again, don't do this, but if you were to do so, provided no one came along to take said weapon, your weapon would sit there for all eternity, forever and ever and ever. Amen. Forever. Forever. It would never go anywhere because it's made of plastic and metal and it doesn't have a mind of its own, nor does it have any ambition, nor does it have any ability to do anything besides lay there like a lump. It can't do anything. So how do we have a gun problem. Saki, I'd love to know. I would love to know. It couldn't possibly be 
um, the fact that 2020 saw a summer of riots and complete and utter lawlessness, uh, destruction of cities, destruction of civil and federal property, um, the murder of I don't even know how many people in the wake of that, the crime spikes in the wake of that. So, you know, and the, this is directly attributed to Antifa and BLM, both of which should be labeled quite accurately as terrorist groups. I'm not sorry. I said what I said. No, 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 that couldn't be a contributing factor. And, you know, of course, the defunding of police in the wake of those riots, especially in the areas where those riots occurred, I'm sure that hasn't contributed at all to the spike in crime. But again, it's too easy to say the defunding of police because what came before that? It was the release of criminals out of prisons. Remember? Oh, COVID is so dangerous. Oh my gosh, everyone's going to get COVID. Everybody has to quarantine. Everybody has to lock down in their houses. You were all put on house arrest. Meanwhile, the people who were on literal arrest were released. Of all the places that were already quarantining and locked down, wasn't it prison? Just saying. But no, no, no. Let them back out onto the street. What could possibly go wrong? I'm sure they learned their lesson. Hmm, I bet not. So <laughs> it just never ceases to blow my mind. And what was it? Uh, Gavin Newsom, that unbelievable, oh gosh, I've got so many words here, but I'm trying to keep it clean in a pseudo family show. <laughs> I just, I can't use them, but just know I've got them on the tip of my tongue. <sighs> trying to keep it clean. Um, That doofus. What did he just release? Was it 63,000, 73,000 inmates back into the streets of California? Californians, are you sick of it yet? That's your tax dollars. Ooh, look at that. Oh, we locked these people away. I guess screw the the uh, the victims, right? <laughs> Forget them. Well, I'm sure they got out on good behavior. Never mind the fact he's a, you know, rapist or a, you know, serial murderer or whatever. I don't even know what the criteria was. Does it matter? Does it matter what the criteria was? Maybe he's just in for 16 years of B&E. I don't know. But does he deserve to be out on the street? Probably not. Meanwhile, you're locked down in your house. Feels great, right? <laughs> Welcome to clown world. But yeah, it's not a crime problem. No, it's a gun problem. That's weird because... If you were to purchase a firearm and go commit a crime, doesn't that make it a crime problem? If I were to take a weapon and go commit robbery somewhere, isn't that illegal? Ergo, I'm committing a crime? Hmm. That's What if I took a knife and then went to rob someone? Is that still a crime or only when I use a firearm? I don't know. Jen, why don't you enlighten us with all that brilliance upstairs? <laughs> Unbelievable. Doesn't it just irk you? So anyway, that's where we're at with that. Um, again, we're not going to see the end of this. They are pushing hard for this gun grab. They're doing everything in their power. And um, they're not going to let this crisis go to waste. But just know that the Biden administration and all of his un bridled wisdom doesn't consider it a crime problem.
Of course not. I guess for the Democrats, it's pretty clear because they are the crime syndicate of Washington, D.C., right? <laughs> like they are the mob. They are the, uh, the criminals, right? And yeah, some of the rhinos too. They're just Democrats in disguise. Unbelievable. I mean, I guess, you know, you guys would know crime, right? You do it really, really well, voter fraud. Just saying. I'm just saying. Like I said, if you got nothing to hide, why are you impeding the uh, audits? Why, why are you getting involved and in, uh, trying to make it more difficult? If you got nothing to hide, wasn't he the, uh, the most popular, popular president ever elected? 80 million votes? Wasn't that uh, the line you were trying to feed everybody? Wasn't it it? I think it was. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. So, moving on. Um, segregation is back. Yay! Because, you know, Martin Luther King, right? You know, like, what? 1960s. What was the Million Man March all about? I mean, my goodness. Everything comes back full circle, I suppose. So hooray, I guess the vax unvax conversation is going to be the new um, whites only coloreds here signs, right? Like, I mean, what the hell is the difference? There isn't one. So anyway, there is a meme out there that's circling a boot. Um, that was for my Canadian friends. Um, that shows, you know, a stadium, some kind of indoor stadium, I don't know what the event is, but um, there's a section that's all full, and then there's a section that is sporadically full, and it says, you know, so you know, vaccinated versus unvaccinated. It's so much more fun on the vaccinated side. Um, and then, of course, below that, somebody had responded, and they had said, um, so I see segregation is back. Um, and I thought that was pretty, pretty funny because it's true, right? It's spot on. And it is, it is. So they want to make this a thing, you know, but you guys already know, we've talked about this. So it's just frustrating to me. It's just frustrating to me. And on top of that is this critical race theory that, so it's bad enough that they want to pressure segregation, right? You know, under Obama, there was this encouragement of um, black only graduations and so on and so forth, right? Um, Which is ridiculous, which is totally ridiculous, um, Harvard looking at you. Um, but now they want to push this critical race theory. So of course, you know, segregation is going to be cool, right? Because you're pushing racism, total racism, this segregation, this, this critical race theory, what a disgusting mess we are finding ourselves in and how awful to read enforce this on our kids this this i this ideology it's already being enforced in the public school system through the marxist agenda that they're pushing but now this critical race theory it's so detrimental and i love that um that black americans are standing up to their school boards and saying absolutely not because i think that you know it really carries so much emphasis to hear it from the people who are harmed the most by it you know, teaching white children or, you know, I guess it's non-colored children. And by that, I mean, could be, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if, if Indian children or Asian children fall into the critical race theory, or is it just, you know, black Americans? It's, it's, it becomes very difficult to tell. 
But just know it's focused mainly on white and anti-white and how white people are always racist. We've never not been racist. Everything has always been racist. And America could never be great because it's always been a racist nation, which is just a load of bunk. And everybody with a brain cell understands that. Everybody knows that. But the people that it hurts the most are the ones that this critical race theory pretends to give a crap about. You're teaching white children to hate their their skin for what? That you know, oh, you're just you're you're secretly racist even by denying it. What? What kind of idiot logic is that? Honestly, don't even bring it up because I just can't help myself. I may slap you. But what about the black Americans? What message does that send to those children that they aren't good enough? that they can't ever succeed, they'll always be a victim, even if they rise to the highest positions of power in the country, Barack Obama, and become CEOs and become you know, entrepreneurs and become major league baseball, basketball, football athletes and you know neurosurgeons and talk show hosts and you know judges and police officers and and all of these things no matter what success lies before them they will always be a victim because of the color of their skin can you wrap your heads around that what message does that send to those children So God bless the mothers and the fathers, especially the black mothers and fathers who stand up and see this demonic garbage for what it is. Because this is utter demonic foolishness. Critical race theory, segregation. Right now it's just vaxxed, unvaxxed, but it won't stay that way. It never stays that way. It never stays that way. Come on. That's not what Marxism is all about. You guys know that. Ooh, my intern is here. Figaro J. (laughs) People ask me what the J stands for. He's my little black and white kitty. You see him in the picture sometimes. People ask me what the J stands for. It stands for Juan. That's his middle name. Figaro Juan. Um, Don't ask me why. I have no idea. It just is. So anyway, um, it's just disgusting So make sure, if your child is going to a public school, make sure as a parent you are at those school board meetings, that you are part of your child's life, that you are part of their curriculum, like you know what they're being taught, because this is disgusting. This is utterly, completely disgusting. No child deserves this. I don't care what color they are. I don't care what race they are. I don't care what ethnicity they are. And neither do any of you as my listeners. Like, no way do you you tolerate that garbage. No way. No way. I thought this is part, you know, it's our duty to protect our children and protect them from hateful, demonic uh, rhetoric such as that. Critical race theory, where everybody who's white is automatically racist, never mind, uh, you know, your background, forget you. Maybe you're you're you've come up through very hard times. Never mind that. And black Americans are always the victim. Unbelievable. Especially, you know, and, and I don't I don't know, but correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think critical race theory takes into account other 
races. As you know, I think it might they might say, oh well, brown folks, right? But I don't think it encompasses Asians at all. You know, because it doesn't hold water. Asian Americans are wildly statistically more successful than um, in in many areas than other races, other ethnicities, and good for them. You know, if they've got the the wherewithal to buckle down and and you know study and and you know do whatever it takes to be successful, then good for them. Who cares? They just you know maybe they're a doctor who happens to be Japanese. Or, you know, and, you know, Japanese-American, Chinese-American, you know, Korean-American. Who cares? They're a neurosurgeon who happens to be black. They're a, they're a, you know, a lawyer who happens to be Hispanic. Who cares? Who cares? Good for them. That's what the American dream is. That's what liberals hate and leftists hate. They hate America. They hate our constitution, and they hate us because we don't fall for this crap. We're not part of this ideology that says, you know, oh, you know, you even if you're successful, it's really just based on the color of your skin. Never mind how hard you worked. Never mind how you got in here. You know, we don't we don't subscribe to that, and they hate us for it. They hate us for it, and they don't care. Case in point: if you are a black conservative, they hate you too. They especially hate you. Why? Because you didn't drink the Kool-Aid. You don't see yourself as a victim. If you were a Hispanic uh, Republican, oh, they hate you. You didn't drink the Kool-Aid. You're not a victim. What do you mean you like closed borders? What? What do you mean you, you immigrated here legally? What? They automatically assume, quite racistly, I don't even think that's a word, but they automatically assume that all Hispanics are illegal and all Black Americans are, you know, poor and stupid. Those are not my words. Those are theirs. Because remember, voter ID is, uh, is you know, a no-go. It's a no-fly zone for Democrats. It's a no-fly zone. Why? Oh, well, yeah, you know, it's racist to ask people to show their ID. How? It, you know, if they're going to vote, if you ask them to show their ID, that's just, you're just being racist. It, it marginalizes the black community and, and the Hispanic community. Why? They would have to show an ID to get a bank account, to rent a car, to purchase a home, to buy liquor, to get on a plane, to uh, get a passport. <laughs> I mean, what? So it's only racist if you want to vote? Now, you know, you want the vaccine passport. So that's not racist. But a voter ID card is racist. I mean, where does it end with them? And they hate us because we don't buy it. And the reason we don't buy it, we don't buy any of this trash, is because we believe in God. And we believe that God made each one of us in his image. Male and female. He created them in his image. We can't look at a person, whether you're white, black, Asian, Hispanic, pink, brown, blue, whatever, and see anything but God's image in that other person. You don't have to like that person. Like maybe, maybe, you know, that person is, you know, not a good person. Maybe they're a jerk or whatever. But you still see God in that person. You still see them as a person, someone worthy of 
divine love, ergo, I mean, therefore you, you should also love thy neighbor. We don't subscribe to their critical race theory. We don't subscribe to their segregation, vaxxed or unvaxxed. We don't subscribe to any of this and they hate us for it. That's why they want to push this down the throats, down our throats and down the throats of our children. They have to turn the children on us and make them into these little Marxist foot soldiers so that they can undo what God created. It's disgusting. So please, as parents, if you are, your children are in the public school system, make sure you know what they're talking about. Make sure and demand it. Demand that they teach the right history with facts, real facts. And if they don't know how to do that, you get rid of those teachers. You get rid of that school board. You step up. You take the spot. Don't let this slide. Do not let this slide. They told us back in the, the I think the 1950s, maybe even earlier than that, the communists had said, you know, we'll take over without a shot ever being fired. We'll do it from within. And I think it was um, Lenin who, I, I, don't quote me, I think it's Lenin, but don't quote me, who said, um, you know, give me one generation. I'm sorry, give me your children for, you know, in public schools, give me your children for like eight hours a day for four years and I'll have them for life. Making them into little communists. It's very important that we know what is on their curricula and what they are being taught and what is being discussed because this is disgusting we can't allow this segregation is wrong whether it's vaccinated or unvaccinated whether it's colored seating or white seating whether it's you know jew or non-jew etc etc the examples go on and on in history and we see how it turns out it's always bad it always comes from a place of evil Critical race theory underlines it all. Oh, and makes it seem like, oh, isn't this great? Makes people hate themselves and hate this nation. Look, there's plenty of other countries out there that openly hate America, Iran. I'm just saying, if you hate America that bad, head over there. See how well you fare. Don't think for a moment that we're losing this battle. We're not losing it. I've said this before, and you guys know that we're not losing this battle. We are awake, and we are getting louder by the day. Take it to the school board. Take it to your state legislature. Take it wherever you can and scream at the top of your lungs. We can't allow this to to go on. We can't allow this to find its foothold and cement We can't pray our way out of this. Always pray, but take action too. Take action too. And if you're in a private school, my daughter um, goes to a private school. If you find this happening there, it shouldn't be. But if you do, take action there too. Take action. It's our job to protect our children. And we as Americans, we're red, white, and blue. It doesn't matter what color other Americans are. It doesn't matter in the least. It doesn't matter what other color anybody is, American or not. We don't treat people like this. 
We don't treat people like this. Jesus Christ was very clear on that. Love your neighbor as yourself. So that's why they hate us, folks, because we've got faith. And we will stand on principles. They have no principles. That's why they chase their tail all the time. And the dog eats dog. Because they, they honestly, they have no principles at all. And they'll eat each other alive once things start to fall apart. But we have to make a stand. We have to make a stand and we have to end this and remind them, no, we're not a nation of bigots. We're not a nation of racists. We're not a nation of crazy gun-wielding lunatics. We're a nation that loves our neighbors, fears God, loves God, and wants to do right by our families. That's who we are. Never forget that. Okay. I have not yet made a decision, but I'll probably just do a podcast tomorrow for Fun Day Friday. So, um... Like I said, I'm going up to Wisconsin, even though it's going to be chilly and I don't love that. Um, So I will have one probably post tomorrow for you for Fun Day Friday. And then um, it's kind of up in the air about Monday. I don't know. I'll probably do one for Monday because we'll be back. So, all right. Stay deplorable patriots. Love and God bless. Hang in there. It is hump day. We are almost through the week. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your evening and a wonderful Thursday. And we will talk to you again, actually Thursday night. So talk to you again tomorrow. Love and God bless.